The Agenda. Agenda One. All right, guys, it is time to set the agenda on the show here at 316 here on SNZ, The Run Home with Kirsten Beave. First one for you guys, Tiger Woods and Nike are splitting after 27 years in business together. For you, how big of a deal is this news in today's sporting landscape? Oh, well, the run, the run home summer edition. Uh, you could make an entire show out of the Nike Tiger Woods split. I mean, who made more money off that deal? You think of two athletes who have had Nike deals over the years. Uh, Michael Jordan, number one, with the Jordans, yep. and then Tiger Woods and the Red Shirt Sunday. Two iconic athletes, and both of them have been endorsed by Nike. I think Tiger Woods made... 800 million US dollars throughout those 25 years that he was with Nike. Nearly a billion dollars came from one brand. I'm, I'm flabbergasted by this. Something's happened here. Uh, What's I happened? don't mean to. Well, something's happened. Um, with, which I don't which mean to... party? Because they're both coming out very amicable. Tiger Woods came out thanking Phil Knight, the shoe dog, and. Yeah, no. Tiger Woods is Michael Jordan level. So You're why never letting this him go. Life- why this isn't a lifetime deal, why the TW isn't the same as the MJ shoes, which is just would dwarf that $800 million you're talking about, Kirst. Uh, I've seen some figures, I can't remember off the top of my head, but they are ridiculous what Michael Jordan still makes out Speculate, of Speculate, Beef, what's happened? A, uh, oof, well, Tiger's involved. Uh, no, who knows, Kirst, but there has Teen been... Teen protege service. like Macaulay Culkin that's run into a few issues. It happened. There's been something go down. There is no way that this was not supposed to be a lifetime deal. Considering what they stood beside each other through, for this now to just happen like this, this is the most bizarre news of the Sporting Week, Kirst, possibly the year <laughs> well, to what, date. Well, what is it? And when are we going to find out? If all of his other troubles uh, and dirty laundry has been aired, and I don't mm. think it can be worse than anything that's been in the paper before, well, what is this one about? Well, maybe it was a big personality clash between the two big dogs, Tiger and who was in charge of Nike. I don't know. This this is this is outrageous for me. Oh, I love how outrageous. Hot, yeah, I love how hot button this is for you, Beef. Is Grins looking for a new uh, athlete to endorse? <laughs> well, there's, I had a laugh when I saw one of the golf uh, golf uh, social media pages uh, put a Kirkland um, sponsor uh, on Tiger's red shirt. And Kirkland, for anyone who hasn't lived in anywhere where there's a Costco, is the home <laughs> brand of Costco. Uh, so who knows? Kirkland might be – I mean, they could probably afford it they themselves. Afford it. Uh, they They might be able to pick up on the back of uh, the 15-pack of uh, – Toilet papers and four pack of ketchups that you can get from any Costco around the world. They might be able to afford Tiger Woods now. Wow. Yeah. Well, just to put it into perspective, I mean, how much like this deal means. Tiger had been with them since he turned pro uh, at age 20. He signed multiple deals with him throughout his career. The most recent one, uh, believed to have been a 10 year deal, which has just run out, that was worth around 200 million uh, US dollars. According to Reuters, they estimated that when Tiger won the 2019 Masters, that Nike had yep. earned up to like 22.5 million US in brand exposure alone from that moment. I mean, so the two of them together, like they're just so synonymous when it comes to golf. But 
I mean, <laughs> Nike, Sundays. Yeah, well, Nike, what, Nike what did, do. unfortunately, for some reason, uh, I, I, everything comes down to money, of course, closed their equipment line back in 2016, which did force Tiger to shift away with his clubs to tailor-made, his balls went to Bridgestone. But, you know, there's been a few other notable pro golfers wearing Nike as well. But no one, no one is Nike golf like Tiger Woods. No one is Nike like Tiger and Jordan. No. Agenda two. All right, we'll leave it at that. I think that's uh, pretty solid. Agenda two, this is an interesting one. Uh, you may have seen this floating around online. Uh, Eden Park last month brought out the own line of fragrances. So, some perfumes, you could say. Number one and the Garden of Eden are what they're called. It will supposedly take the wearer on a sensory journey back to their own memory of Eden Park. So I want to know from you guys, is there any stadium or arena in the world you'd want to smell like, and which would it be? This is so strange. <laughs> what does Eden Park smell like? Is it the cut of the grass, Beeve? I mean, what did you smell like when you walked off Eden Park in 2011? No, Not nice, no. I bet. You wouldn't want to well, bottle no, vom- it. Well, vomit, uh, because <laughs> that's what I was doing. I was gagging over myself at times. Uh, no, I, this is a bizarre one that they haven't identified what you would smell like. Uh, in relation to uh, Logan's question, which we must uh, sort of acknowledge here in the Agenda 2 topic, I would, this fragrance that I love the most is, when you say about stadium or arena, is your club rugby one. Your club rugby one where the liniment is at Mm. its absolute strongest. Makes your eyes water. (laughs) Oh, there's nothing better. And if you can smell it and then you can hear the metal sprigs on the concrete walking down a, a tunnel of a changing room like, at club oh, rugby level. Uh, now, that is a smell that I'd like to bottle. <laughs> I'm going for something Speaking more. of which, yeah. Speaking of which, Bundaberg, the famous ginger beer company last year, caught me with a different flavoured Bundaberg, which I grabbed. And I don't know if you remember the episode, Kirst, but I got excited by it. And I think there's still one which in the fridge. Which are we talking a- about here? We uh, lose track home. with the five of you, the five uh, of the and the, I bought the four-pack. I'm pretty sure one's still sitting in the fridge because whatever flavour Bundaberg called this thing, it literally smelt and unfortunately tasted like the smell of those changing rooms I was referring to. And as much as I love it and love the smell, I don't want to be drinking it out mm, of a uh, 3.30 bo- glass bottle. Yeah, It's like Dr. Pepper, the smell, the, uh, the horrible stuff. Um, for me, it would be something fresh, like the smell of fresh cr- grass on a cricket pitch. There's nothing like that. Something nice, what? fresh, being outside, <laughs> breezy. Mass- massive contradiction from someone that's only really fell in love with the test game after I love one bay of... One game between uh, England and New Zealand last year at the Basin. Uh, I almost went to Bay Oval contract. in the last couple of weeks to watch the Black Caps and the Bangers. <laughs> almost. <laughs> yeah, well, your support was noted that it wasn't there. It really was. That was full bangs. Full <laughs> well, bangs. Uh, okay. <laughs> if, if not Bay Oval, I mean, surely if you're thinking of, you know, smells of cut grass, Augusta, if Augusta haven't made one around the Masters, what are you doing? Mm. You can you can merchandise everything. Anyway, let's get on to topic three. Agenda three. Now, there's also a video doing the rounds uh, on social media in the past day featuring Bath and Gloucester, and where a game of rugby looks to essentially become a game of professional forceback, which we all would have played uh, in our school days. Does that kind of negative press concern either you uh, when it comes to rugby union and its current state? 
Uh, does the negative person see me? 100% it does. Uh, we saw what rugby can look like at times when there's teams of uh, great mindsets and attitudes when I think back to some of the games at the World Cup and then you go and get games like this and it brings it back 50 years. Now, let me tell you a little story here while we're talking about it. So these two are two... This is the biggest rivalry in the West Country of England, uh, Bath and Gloucester, the two big neighbouring clubs out in Somerset. And you played one of those derbies, played, did you, Beef? I've played in a couple of those derbies. And I once played for Bath uh, many moons ago, well, attempted to, and I got told at one point that I wasn't allowed to do anything other than kick the ball up until the opposition 35 metres out. So when I was watching that clip there this morning and having nightmares about the time I spent in Bath, it was just a flashback to those days. Now, I had a South African coach. Uh, Bath now has a South African coach, and they are very pragmatic. Uh, they all come from the same school of thought around uh, paint-by-numbers, and they would have been told, boys, this is the part of the field you're allowed to pass the ball in, and this is the part you're not. And if you want to play next week, you will follow that rule. And it's just ridiculous. Uh, it takes the game back. It just kills. The ridiculous thing is, and why there's not a change is teams like Bath get a full house every week, regardless of the show that they're putting on. And it is a brutally cold time of year in England right now. And you would want to go and sit. Most of the seating at Bath, which it was that played at the wreck, is, is not covered. So you are sitting there in probably about two degrees, about five layers on, holding your mulled wine and putting up with that. It's, yep. it's a horrible spectacle. You're boring me just listening to the story, Beef, oh, and I haven't even seen these 12 consecutive kicks in the game. It is, it is ridiculous. boring, and the players mm. must find that as well. If you're in a game like that, God, get me out of there. Yep, well, a few did. A few <laughs> did get out of there <laughs> during my time. Uh, we, uh, we, When we were having to put up with that shite, uh, we had a guy called Nick Abenin, who was the fullback. He walked out, and... After he broke the rules about when he was allowed to counterattack and when he had to kick it, a year later he was European Cup Player of the Year, playing for Clermont in France, where he just ran everything and tore teams to shreds. But you know, unfortunately, you cannot uh, you cannot override the dictators that sometimes coach these teams up there. Oh, that's brilliant! That is the agenda for another day. Thank you for setting the agenda.